Hey, how's everyone doing? I'm Jake Fernandez, and I'm with my partner, Adam Burai. Uh, you might have formerly known us as the Benchwarmers podcast, but we have decided to rebrand. And we're going to focus our podcast all on NBA and NFL. And we're going to try to spark a discussion, not just with us, but with you guys on Twitter and around the sports world. So, Adam, I'm looking forward to, you know, the new chapter. Let's do it. The Benchwarmers were the old us. We're, this is the new us. New and improved. I wouldn't say improved. We don't know that yet. <laughs> It's not that I'm impressed, but it's more of how he's carrying his entire team on his back like a real superstar should. Now, am I crazy to say 2001 Allen Iverson-esque? No. It's, it, 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 they're different players and they're different situations, but I think Dame – I think I think Dame's – been much better actually if you had to compare him to 2001 Allen Iverson I'd put Dame at a higher pedestal than than AI now Dame leads the NBA in minutes per game at 37 and a half shooting 53 percent his team is shooting 43.2 and CJ McCollum has been awful but apparently whoa, he has a whoa, fracture whoa whoa awful McCollum's been are bad sh- the last few games are you sure about that I'm positive, and he has a fractured back. I would say that he—he's more of—he's been really consistent. I'd say he's been third to Mello. No, because I think you're looking at the fourth quarter and you're seeing Mello hit these last-minute shots. No, I see Mello posting up and hitting these nice turnarounds. Yeah, in the fourth quarter with a minute left. But who do you think gets this, those points? Do you not remember how this the the Blazers came back against the Celtics. It oh, was, I remember Adam. It was Lillard and McCollum trading threes. I don't know. I think he's been slacking lately. I think that Melo is going to be more crucial for them in the playoffs. Slacking. Let me look up his stat lines. All right. Well, he had eight points last game, and then he had sixteen against Philly. All right, that's pretty. That's thirty pretty, against Philly. Thirty against mm-hmm. the Clippers. The Clippers. Yeah, game. and the Celtics game, he also played well. If you watch that Clippers game. With Trailblazers, no defense. Actually, terrible. If, if you look at most of the teams in the West, you're not going to find defense, which is really strange. I think so, too. The, the bubble, the games have been really high scoring. I mean, I mean like, ridiculous. If, Kings dropped 138 in the Lakers today. Now, I know no one's really trying. The team that I've been looking at, who I think has just been an absolute monster offensively, is the same team that was a monster during the regular season, but I feel like they're on steroids in the playoffs or in the uh, seeding games. Do you know who I'm talking about? In the seeding games, Mavs. Yeah. The Mavs. Yeah, oh my Chris god. Stops, you know how much? You know what? Chris stops averaging thirty points a game. Did you know if that? You get in the bubble. In the bubble. Average. Well, let me give you another another fact. If the Mavs went five hundred in the regular season or in games that went down to the final possession, do you know what seed the the Mavs would be? Would it be two? They'd be the two seed. Wow. Just think about that. If they went just 500 in games that came down to the last shot, they'd be the two seed. That's crazy. The Mavs have a good roster. 
They have a really solid roster. It, it's it's not that they have a good roster. It's that they have a roster that fits their star players. I love Seth Curry. Seth Seth is perfect, and I don't know why it took so long for teams to sign him. He's been unbelievable. He's just a, an unbelievable three-point shooter, a lot like his brother, but he's more of a stand-in-the-corner type of guy. The fact that we waited, like, weeks for him to get signed, multiple years. Like, it was the, the first time when Portland signed him, and then now when the Mavs signed him, he wasn't like, you know, a day one or two, day two free agency signing. It was like a week in, you know? Yeah. Can the Blazers beat the Lakers, though? Oh, no. No no shot. No shot? No Mainstream shot. media will tell you yes. Mainstream media <laughs> is disgusting, okay? They somehow are convincing you that while it's very impressive, yes, it this is impressive that an eight-game win streak by the Suns, it's like when the Heat went twenty-seven and zero in twenty twelve, <laughs> or it's like when the Bulls went what was it thirty-three, yeah, thirty-three straight or thirty-two yeah, think, straight, or something like that. Yeah, that's what mainstream media will have you believe. When if the Suns did this in the regular season, it's like okay, that's impressive, sure, but like whatever, you know. Now, now tell me I'm wrong, Adam. It's all about the storyline, you know. For the mainstream media, they wake up in the morning, they see, oh, Suns seven and zero. Let's write a story about how next year they're they're contenders. Next year they're a solid seven seed. I, I still think not even. You you might be right. I mean, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You, you is, might be right. The the West is stacked. Seven seed is. Yeah, because you're gonna have Memphis. Who's right now the ninth seed? They're gonna have Jaron Jackson back. There's and gonna, gonna be have room Zion for them. playing all season for the Pelicans. Exactly, and they're I gonna mean, have Zion and Drew. You never know what's gonna happen. I think they're the next tier of teams. Like right now, it's it's like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Blazers. Not kind of the Blazers, yeah, the Nuggets. But, yeah. but um, the next phase of like top talent teams are gonna be the Grizzlies. Jazz. Pelicans. No, I wouldn't say the Jazz. You not think, the Jazz yet, you don't think? I think the Donovan Mitchell Rudy Gobert uh experiment is gonna come to an end very soon. I think so too. Celtics are already recruiting Mitchell. It's all over no. social media. I think it's all over social media, but that has a lot to do with But I don't even see where too. the fit is, to be honest. All these Celtics guys who think, you know, we're getting Mitchell. I don't want Mitchell. Well, I want Bam. Is- I want Bam, Adam. <laughs> The thing, I want Bam on my team. I don't want Donovan Mitchell. Listen to this. The thing about Mitchell, <laughs> the thing about Mitchell is who's his best friend on the Celtics? Jason Tatum. And Jalen Brown. Right. So when you trade for Donovan Mitchell, who do you give up? You exactly. think Marcus Smart and a pick is gonna cut it? I'm not giving up. No one in Boston's giving up Marcus Smart. Like people people who aren't Boston saying... fans don't understand that. Like he's he's not tradable. Who, Marcus Smart? Yeah, this is what I, I'm I, saying. I, I agree that, with you. Like, I agree that if they trade Marcus Smart, the heart of the team dies, and yeah, they're exactly. just a cold team that won't advance past the second round for like five or six years. There's no way that we're they getting Mitchell inside. We're not getting Mitchell. I don't want Mitchell. I don't know why Celtics guys say that, but I, I like what you're saying with the next tier. Like, it's coming. It, it's not that it's coming, but I think it's already here. You think it's here already? I think so. Two years. When when Dallas we come into the season, when we come into the season next year, Jaron Jackson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jaron oh Jackson's God. the new AD. He's really good. 
<laughs> he's well, really good. He's good, but I uh, I think I'm I'm going a little too far. But um, but yeah, give it two or three years, and we're gonna have these like the Grizzlies of the world, the Pelicans, um, the Mavs are gonna be you know the powerhouse. The Nuggets are just a consistent. The Nuggets to me seem if they don't make any moves, they just seem like a consistent two to three seed that doesn't go any further than the second round. Um, I I think they should trade like a Michael Porter Jr. to get like a Beal. Man, switch it over to the East. Ben Simmons out for the season. It was already a killer. It was. It's like a death blow to already someone that's in their grave. I've been on the fire, Brett Brown. Go back to the bench warmers. Look, go back. I've been on fire, Brett Brown. As Brett a Brown. Celtics fan, as you were a Celtics fan, and as a, I'm a Heat fan, we should not be on the fire Brett Brown train at all. We should be hoping that that man gets a 10-year extension and stays there for the rest of his coaching career. He gets outcoached. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, the year that we lost Kyrie and beat them, the Sixers, in a series, Brad Stevens just flat out outcoached Brett I mean, Brown. Like, I you think just watch every, every coach can outcoach Brett Brown. It's, but the problem is, what coach is going to hold Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid accountable? I got two guys in mind that they could hire. Okay. Two guys, go ahead. Adam. Go ahead. One's already a Philly guy. He's right in Philly. Who? Jay Wright. Yeah, but he's not leaving. He's not leaving. He has a great contract in Villanova, but he would be great for the Sixers. Oh, he would be. He would be. Because I think... he, he yeah, already has so much respect in Philly. That wouldn't even matter. Like, he could call out Ben Simmons. He could sit Ben Simmons if he wanted to. You know, he could call these guys out, and it doesn't even matter. I mean, I think the obvious answer should be Kenny Atkinson, if we're being honest here. I think the the Knicks really screwed up when they didn't hire him, and that when when they hired Tom Thibodeau instead. The original mistake was from the Nets for firing him. I think Kenny Atkinson would be amazing with the Sixers. But I also think the Sixers are going to go through a really big retool this summer. You think Ben Simmons trade? Keep? What I do think, you do with him, Adam? All right. So, all right. If Do you want me to put my GM hat if I'm the Sixers? Yeah. You're Brian. Okay. So, if I'm the GM, I am sending Al Horford to China. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm sending to the moon. <laughs> I'm sending Al Horford to Sacramento, and I'm getting back Buddy. No way. That trade's not even possible, Adam. I think it's... I think Adam, it's, they wouldn't take that trade. Buddy is a negative asset right now. He's, you're undervaluing my favorite well, no, player I'm in the not. NBA. I'm, I'm my favorite player in the NBA. I, I agree that... I know that he's your favorite player, but what I'm saying is, right now, he's like the 11th man on that Kings team, and they hate him, and he hates them. He's a negative asset, and everyone knows it. And if you just... Give them Al Horford and a few picks. I bet you they budge. Now, I don't that's, see it. that's how you fix the Al Horford situation. Now, you move Tobias to the four like any other team would in the NBA yeah. or yeah. the G League or the WNBA. Everybody <laughs> would put Tobias Harris at the four. Um, Continue. I think you build around Ben. You trade Joel. Now, I think— For picks or you trade him for— you young players, no. or are you trading them for shooters? Let me let me let me let me explain it to right. you. Go ahead. Um, I think you go into free agency looking for a Vucevic type of player at center, okay. someone who can really actually shoot, not the fake things that Joel thinks he can shoot. 
um, like an actual shooter like a Vooch who can stretch the floor, who's of the floor, who's like a forty percent three point shooter. Um, someone like Vooch, uh, you have Tobias, and then I would trade Joel. I I've been hammering this for months, and I think it's going to happen not this summer, but probably next summer. I think that the two teams that are most compatible for a superstar trade are the Sixers and the Rockets for James Harden. I think that eventually we're going to have that conversation with the Rockets that they have no assets, they have nothing coming up, they have nothing good, they have no young players, they have no picks, and they have a aging Russell Westbrook that's making $40 million a year. That's hampering their cap, and they can't so get rid of saying a... I think that James Harden eventually is going to say to the Rockets, look, we've had a good run, but I can't not win a championship. I need to go win a championship. And he's going to get traded. And But the thing is, how do you trade someone like James Harden? So I think the, I think the, you don't, right? But I think the <laughs> Lakers and Anthony Davis they did it like. But that's what I'm saying. The only feasible way to trade a guy like James Harden is you you have to you know comply with his request. Whatever team he wants to get traded to, he'll give you a list. Now from that list, you're gonna ask the teams to give you. Okay, this is what you're gonna give me. You're gonna give me every pick that's available that you own. You're gonna give me at least one or two. Uh, potential all-star young players. And then you're going to give me a all-star in return, a current all-star. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think you're crazy. Other way, I'm listening. I'm listening. The other way to get James Harden is a superstar for superstar trade. And the Rockets wouldn't just trade him for like a 30-year-old Joel Embiid, but I bet you they would for a 25 or 24 or whoever old Joel is. And I think that's the perfect trade. Joel or Ben, you know, whichever one it is. But I think I, if it were me, I would do Joel. Joel for Harden. And now if, if that goes to plan, you're running with uh, Buddy Heald, Ben Simmons, James Harden, Tobias Harris, and like a Vucevic type of player. All right. So me and you definitely are on different ends of the spectrum with this, I'm saying keep the team. Adam, on paper, the Sixers are the second most talented team in the Eastern Conference behind the Bucks. On paper. Oh, no, no, no. They're the, the most talented team. You think they're more talented than the Bucks? Oh, they're more talented than the Bucks. Well, now... Nah. The thing is, the Bucks have this god that came out of nowhere... That's seven. Who feels like he's seven foot three and can get to the rim in two dribbles? Exactly, and that's why the Bucks are the most talented team. No, 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 no. On paper, the on Sixers paper have they the are talent. because Giannis is debatably the best player in the NBA. Yeah, well, that's... we get the point. Yeah. One, one to two, one to two. I go and I say, Jay Wright, how much money? You don't even have to move your family. You're right in Philly. How much money do we have to pay you to coach our team? How much money? Give me a number. He's and, the guy. Who and can Jay, Wright, Jay Wright everything. will respond with, I want all the <laughs> money you have, and you got to get me Kyle Lowry on the team. Uh, that's, that would be my plan. And I'd give it one more year. One more year, Ben. One more year. New system. New coach. We're holding you accountable. 
Let's see what happens. And if it's not working even mid-season, Ben Simmons up for trade. While his value is decently high. But the thing is, Jake, the thing is, when I'm looking at the two players, Joel and Ben, I agree. I think that they deserve more chances with one another and that the media is really trying to split them up. I think that if you're going to trade one of them, you trade the one that doesn't have the outworldly talent. I think Ben, you don't find a 6'10 point guard that can pass like Mac- Magic Johnson you know, growing on trees. I think Joel, at the same time, Joel is an unbelievable talent. And when he wants to be, he's a top 10 player in the NBA. But I think you just you can't stop Ben. There are some games no, where you no. can stop ben, Joel. Ben doesn't have the mentality. He has the skill, but if if Jay Wright or can't get him out of his funk, just like Markel Fultz, you know, he might be an amazing player, obviously comparing two completely different things, but it's all a psychology thing, you know? It's not that he can't shoot, it's he won't shoot. Have you seen his college mixtape? Oh, I mean, he, he shoots threes. He yeah. shoots threes. It's, he it's shot threes. What happened to Markel Fultz? and Ben Simmons from the time they were in college to the time they stepped into the Sixers organization. This is an organizational issue. And I don't know if it's the coach. I think there's something going on with the water in Philly. Let me tell you why. The thing is, it's not just the NBA. It's the Eagles, too. Oh, here we go. It's something with, like, their health facilities or the training where if a player is out for a month or like if there's a routine ankle injury or something, it messes somehow with their shooting hand. You know what I mean? Like there's something that's always going on. That is true. Go ahead. I mean, it it could be with the training facility. I'm I'm telling you, it's something. An NBA player doesn't just forget how to shoot. And stop shooting. You can't have a guard in the NBA today be successful and not shoot the basketball. Ben Simmons has not been successful. And you see it in the playoffs. He has not been successful in the playoffs. And me and you argue over this because you say he has. He's not been successful. I mean, have you seen – well, let me go back to this. Have you Did you Have you seen – remember when Marco Fultz was in college? Yeah, Washington. Yeah. Do you remember how good he was and how like he was a surefire number one overall? Listen, Celtics had that number one pick, and I'm not going to sit here and say I wasn't ready for the Markel Fultz era. Thank God for Danny Ainge, but uh, you, I was ready You have for no him. idea how badly I wanted Jason Tatum in that. Do you remember how badly I wanted him? I remember sitting down and telling all my friends who are Sixers fans, this is the guy you want, Jason Tatum, but he hit 80 out of 100 threes in his workout with the Celtics, if I remember correctly. I mean, it's not like that impressive. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great number, but it's not like like that should be the sole reason you draft the guy. Obviously, you know? but Sixers needed shooting at the time. Right. He was the best shooter in the draft. Celtics Sixers playoffs. Um, predictions? I say I say uh Five games, Celtics, um, unless Joel Embiid decides. If Joel, if Joel wakes up from his slumber, this is a seven-game series. It is. If, if Joel decides to back down Daniel Tice, Every no threes, no threes. Right. Like, you need to sit in the post 40-20 every game if you want to make this a series. I honestly believe that Brett Brown should just go into the huddle and say, Shake Milton, this is your game plan. 
you are going to run up the court with the ball, and you're going to toss it in the post to Joel. And then the rest of you get back on D. <laughs> Joel, I want you taking 50 shots a game. Yeah, it should be. Like that's so if, if every time in every single game they've played in these seating games, anytime Joel backed the player into the post, he's gotten anything he's wanted. And then the Sixers would somehow just burn through their lead and lose these games. And I'll tell you how that happens. It happens when, for example, the Pacers yeah. game, when TJ Warren hit 53. Yeah. They would go to Embiid in the third quarter every single possession, right? And then in the fourth quarter, when TJ Warren started going off, I was wondering how that lead was slipping because the, piece, the, the Sixers literally were getting anything they wanted offensively. And then I realized they literally stopped going to Embiid. They would have Jay Rich pull-ups or Ben Simmons behind the backs to Al Horford pull-up threes. Like that was the pick and pop that just never works. Or or, or Shake Milton shooting a contested mid-range. And Joel's just sitting down under the post and his job was literally to like grab an offensive rebound and throw it back out to Shake or to Ben or something. And it was absolutely mind-boggling because literally any time Joel wants to, he can either get to the free-throw line or dunk it on people. And that's why I'm saying if Brett Brown were to wake up and figure out how this whole coaching thing works, the Sixers would make it a seven-game series. I totally am right there with – it's not only that. Embiid needs to just just sit down there again. We don't have a – a very good defense. Don't even get back on defense, Joel. Just sit in, sit in the paint. <laughs> just, like, just sit in the paint the entire game. Don't leave. Yeah, but Heat's thought Heat for the playoffs. What do you think? Are they making it past the Pacers? Oh, for sure. That's like a five or Jimmy six Jimmy Butler, TJ Warren? Jimmy, Jimmy's got that guy on lockdown. Uh, like the Jimmy's Jimmy's gonna be there. He he'll he'll be ready. He's fine. Some Oladipo recruiting during the series. Well, I think I think it's a lock. Remember when I said Jimmy's a lock to be a Heat player? Yeah. I feel the same way about Depot. He's he's mad at the Pacers organization. There's something going on there. Yeah, there's a little more than something going on. But, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I think the Heat will get rid of the Pacers pretty easily. I I I don't want to say. Like really easily, like a four game sweep, but maybe a gentleman's sweep. Um, All right. But then they're gonna pose a really tough challenge to the Bucks. I think if if the Heat get rid of the Pacers quickly, then they're gonna make it really challenging for the Bucks. But if but if the Pacers make it interesting and make it a seven game series, and the Bucks have time to rest and you know wait for the Heat, then the Heat are in trouble. I agree with you there too. I mean. I think it's going to be um, six games with them in the Pacers, five okay. to six. Okay. I don't think right. it'll go seven. Definitely not seven, but five to six game series. Like you said, Jimmy Butler has TJ Warren unlock. Jimmy Butler is a different animal in the playoffs. You know, and Duncan Robinson, he's a killer. Duncan Robinson. Is he going to be crucial in the playoffs? He is going to be the reason the Heat win every single one of their games. <sighs> You guys are just too young, you know? You guys are too young to beat the Bucs. You'll see. You'll see. I'm telling you. All right. But I'm saying you guys are too young to beat the Bucs. It's it's all about baby steps in the NBA. 
first round loss, then you win in the first round, then it you're going up, and then your second round. You know how well, you, you get. Do you the want me to tell you what blocks. I think the the games are gonna go up to the finals in the East? Go ahead. Yeah. I think I think uh, the Celtics get rid of the Sixers in five because I don't think Brett learns how to coach. I think I um, the Raptors sweep. Who are they playing? Whatever the Nets or the Magic the or Nets, whoever it is. Nets. That's a Magic sweep. Magic is uh, Bucks. Yeah. yeah. That's also a sweep. Yep. Um, and then I think the Heat win in six. Um, and then you're gonna have Heat versus Bucks. I'm gonna go Bucks in six. Uh, yep, on the other side, I have Celtics in seven against the Raptors. I think it's a little quicker than that, but I think the Bucks can take care of the Celtics pretty quickly. No, I'm talking Raptors. Well, no, I'm saying like I have I have a quicker series than seven. I've 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 agreed with everything, but I got I got a five game series against the Raptors. Celtics just match up too well against them. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then when you get Celtics Bucks, I think it's if if Giannis gets in foul trouble in every game and the Celtics. If they get Jalen Brown that's been playing in the bubble and not regular season Jalen Brown, and if they get Jason Tatum from the regular season and Kemba from the regular season, I think I think the Celtics are the best well most well equipped team to beat the Bucks other than the Heat. I think the Raptors stand no chance. I think I think if the Heat I think the Heat and Celtics pose the biggest threat to the Bucks. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree. that's if the Bucks make it out against the Heat because the Heat, I'm telling you right now, the Heat think they can beat the Bucks. They have a lot of switchy guys. They have Andre Iguodala. They have Jay Crowder. They have Bam. They have Jimmy. They can throw all those guys at Giannis and create a giant that's, wall. Yeah, that's like Celtics can do the same and thing. They I'm got set, Gordon, Jalen, yep, Jason. Exactly. And Marcus. You guys are just going to tire them out, and then the Celtics are going to finish the job. Well... But the thing is, you have, when you have an MVP on one side, you always have to go with them. But I'm telling you, I would not rule out the Heat or the Celtics making it out of the East. I don't think the Raptors do. Um, but I don't think the Raptors do. If you're going to just... give me three teams, my my order of teams that would make it out of the East are number one, Bucks, number two, Celtics, number three, Heat. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And on the other side... Um, I think the Thunder pull off the upset against the Rockets. I do too. I think... I do too. I never. I've never been a big Rockets guy. Like mm-hmm. everyone, James Harden. Every well, whoa, whoa! Everyone says James Harden doesn't show up in the playoffs. It's That's not, not that true. he. What? That's not true. That is not true. It's not true. I think. I. I think I'm gonna put. I'm gonna give the Nuggets a sweep against the Jazz. Yeah. I'm gonna go. The Clippers beat the Mavs in seven. Oh, seven. I think Luca's just ridiculous. All right. Uh, and I have the Lakers beating the Grizzlies. They got the Grizzlies. Grizzlies in five. I got the Portland Trailblazers, and I got it going to seven games. Oof. Seven. Seven. See, here's the thing. When you look at the Blazer, uh, when you look at the Blazers, it's not like they've been blowing out all these teams. The Blazers have just been chugging along off the back of Dame. You know, exactly. like right now it's Blazers Nets tied at thirty-one at the end of the first. 
who 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 is guarding Dame for the Lakers? Davis. <laughs> I uh, I'm not even kidding. I would put Davis on him. Really? I would play I would play a, a two three zone and I'd have LeBron sit in one of the in the three. Yeah. Um, in the back, and I'd have Davis as the head of the snake with Danny Granger. Or Danny Green, my bad. <laughs> it's all good. I like Danny Granger. He was a good player for the Pacers. Yeah, he was. And then he fell off a cliff. Yeah, I know he did. But you really got Davis guarding Dame? Yeah. Dame's just going to cruise right by him. Like, poor, like I, Porzingis I was, was literally... Porzingis, Porzingis was literally getting exposed. Player. Brzingis is not a good defender, defensive player. He's not quick enough. But Dave's Davis, a little too quick for any big man. Even well, Davis. obviously, obviously. But I, I'm telling you, Davis. He, I, if he, even if Dame gets two quick steps on Davis, Davis's arms are just too long. <sighs> One last thing, Adam. Yep. First team all bubble. Number one, Damian Lillard. Me and Lillard, same here. Number two, Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Number three, Luca. TJ Warren. Number four, TJ Warren. You got TJ Warren at the four. Yep. I put I put Porzingis. Um, no. Well, I'm, five is Embiid for me. Actually, you know what? I'm putting TJ Warren at the five. <laughs> I'm putting Luca at the four. You got the smallest lineup ever. I'm putting James Harden at the three, Devin Booker at the two, and Dame at the one. You, you find a way to sneak all those guards in. I didn't. I didn't do it like that. I was like, Dame and Booker have been better than Luca and Harden. No, I'm putting those are my five. Those are your five. Yeah, those are my five too. All right. All right, Adam. First episode down. All right, guys. Make sure to subscribe to the After Hours podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, also, make sure to follow our Twitter. It's the same as the Benchwarmers, so if you follow the Benchwarmers, it's right there with the Benchwarmers. We just changed the name to After underscore Hours Pod. Where can you find us? Find us on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yep, and you can also find us on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, we have an account. It's called Clutch NBA at Five R. Um, it's based. It's based out of Miami, but it's it's mostly just all NBA sort of things. So if you if you want to catch us on that, um, you know you're more than welcome to. We're we're gonna be making a lot of appearances on it. Um, so yeah, you can catch us on you know both of those platforms. All right, Adam. Until right, next Jake. time. Maybe we'll have some playoffs when we come back. Oh, yeah.